0: Hey, guys and gals, welcome to the podcast. Are your wives still tuning in at this point? You know, that podcast has got out there. It's simmered a little bit as everybody's wife's tuned out. Um, I got a message. Some people aren't getting laid. Sorry about that. Uh, whoops. Yeah. Oops. That was, not, hey, that was not our intent. Hey, don't blame us. Hey, you you knew what you were getting them into. Um, no, but thank you for being here on the podcast. Uh, real quick, starting it off right off the rip. Um, as we're getting more into 2021, there's going to be... You know, some partner changes, which is awesome. Um, out for the good partner changes for the good. Really not changes, but additions. Yep. Um, so I think as we roll in, you're going to see a sort of restructure how we do our uh, partner ads on the show. Um, we're going to try and mix it up so it's not so much on the front end. And we kind of either disperse them or alternate them so you guys don't get burnt out, but also can hopefully support the brands that support us, which I believe therefore supports people that listen to the show because we're all kind of the same. Uh, cut from yeah. the same cloth, I absolutely. Guess, for lack of a better term, um, so first things first, um, we'll get into. We got a veteran shout out coming, but we we want to announce now: HHA Operation HHA USA is now the like the official partner with our veteran shout outs. Yep. So we're going to help promote. Operation HHA USA helps um promote some of their uh, archery shoots and events and stuff like that as they grow we we mm-hmm. hope to help out with that and we hope to bring awareness to it um so it's cool um that they're going to come in and um basically support the the, yeah, the shout us and everything like that so that's really cool Obviously, love working with HHA. That's mm-hmm. awesome, and and supporting our veterans too. That's yep. the most important part here. Yeah, yeah, but you know, going even deeper with Operation HHA and yep. getting deeper within that HHA family, it just fits so perfect. So, um, bit awesome things that they're doing. We'll get into that more as we roll into the year, and, and we'll have Chris on and to talk about that in detail and some yep. of the things they do and all that. Um, so that's the first thing that we're really excited about coming into the new year. Um, also. The Grind. The Grind turkey calls, decoys, stuff like that. Primarily the decoys um, is our partnership there. Um, awesome turkey decoys. And that's something that we're going to get more into. You know, with Turkey Palooza kind of perked our interest. Eric isn't a turkey guy, <laughs> but, but Doug definitely is. I out love of the three him. of us here right now, Doug, Eric, and myself, you're probably the turkey connoisseur of, of yeah, the three of us. I love turkey hunting. So, um, He's like
3: the expert over there. Yeah. We're just amateurs. So you're going to tear
0: that up. That's pretty cool. Um, I'm excited. Check out thegrindoutdoors.com. And also another one we're really excited about, and I think this is going to change. I'll admit I laughed at this whole industry initially a few years ago, but after playing with some of these products and seeing how beneficial they can be, especially um, from public ground to Western hunts to maybe more fragile areas that you don't want to leave a scent trail through or anything like
3: that. I remember when we first seen them at ATA and we're like, what kind of gimmicky thing is this? It's not going to stay around long, but now they're actually... You can the, see the benefit of them. And oh,
0: stuff. 100%. Um, Rogue Ridge e-bikes. So this is a an awesome partner for us. We're really excited about it. Um, I'm already thinking of ways that I'm going to make moves in on some whitetails uh, this fall with, with this bike. Uh, and coming from like a BMX background, it kind of excites me that I can kind of – it's not BMX, but – it kinda of has a little flavor of that with like my number one passion of bow hunting.
1: Right,
3: right. So and you can use them all year long, you know, go sneaking in, checking trail cameras. Oh yeah.
2: Putting I, was, in, I just picture like me and Eric riding bikes like and then Curses doing like ollies. Ollie's what's up, loser whatever you it, bunny house. Bunny house, whatever losers. Later. <laughs> Later, dude. <laughs> Nerds. Hitting <and> jumps. Yeah.
3: <laughs> They're do, uh Did they make a tandem one yet?
0: double the horsepower (laughs) that'd be awesome now they have some really awesome stuff we'll get deeper into that and we plan on doing some deep dive episodes on you know utilizing e-bikes into your hunting setup and strategy and stuff like that so um we're excited about it that's that's our update for now uh super thankful for those guys seeing something in us and supporting us it's it's cool shit never thought it would happen to be honest with you yeah Uh, but the podcast is presented by hha sports code WCB 15. If you're wanting to jump into a single pin site, HHA obviously is what we recommend. Absolutely. Um, they support our veterans. We covered this should know this. They're all sourced from pretty much Midwest materials for all their equipment, mm-hmm. a, a lifetime warranty, They're bulletproof, they're bulletproof. And they offer sites for every shooter yep. and rest. Yep. You can't go wrong. HHA is an incredible company. Um, also scent crusher. Um, Man, been using Scent Crusher for a long time now. Can't say enough about the gear bags, the roller bags, the closets, the Rapid Mobile Shower. I mean, again, it's just one of those companies that if you need scent that needs killed or crushed, if you will, Scent Crusher's got your back on it. Absolutely. Um, Loopholed Optics from Performance Eyewear to Binos. We normally rock the 10 by 42s So... Man, uh, it's crazy to have to work with some of these brands. Yeah, you know, it, it's just it's pretty awesome. They see, especially
3: I've had a, quite a bit of messages lately. People are getting their stimulus check and Christmas money around, and stuff. Around. They're it's like, "Hey, bucks. hey, I need some uh, new binos. What, what, uh, which one are you guys running?" So I'd send them a link to them. Like, sweet, I'm gonna go order them yeah. tonight. No, yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome.
0: It's the f- when we had Michael on from Loophole on the podcast. He's like, it prevents FOMO while you're hunting. Oh yeah, like fear of missing out. It really mm-hmm. does. It, I just find it's just. You learn a lot more, you know what I mean? Or like you'd be surprised. You're looking out at something, you put your binos up, and it looks completely different than what you thought oh, yeah. it was from the oh, naked yeah.
3: eye. Just that alone, it's man. just crazy. Like when I first started hunting, they'd be my backpack, and I'd pull them out if I needed them. Like now. last last case, <clears throat> right? So right? Now they're in my harness, attached to me. They're like the first thing I put. on. I can't go oh, in yeah. the woods without my my bino harness on. Dude,
0: I'm oh, the yeah. same way. I feel naked without it. Like I'm like shit. What if you you see a buck in the distance? You want to see what it is? Right. Like I don't know how I never that would drive me even
3: nuts. for shed hunting. I mean, we I found use a lot shit of shit yeah. out of our shed hunting.
0: I don't want to say I've doubled my shed success with binos, but I would say it's it's close. Oh yeah, I'd say it's really close. I found my biggest shed with a set of binos. That's remember it was back when we like first started the podcast. I had like a little viral video. Yep. Oh yeah, I remember that, that. Yep. Yeah, I have to find that and dig that up and post a link. Um, also, Thermosy, uh, they have a code WCTS for all of our listeners and we have thermo seats on workingclasspohunter.com yep. with our logo Just on Just use one. Um, yeah, especially late in the game here. Yeah. Um, Victory Archery. We uh, love our victories. Rip TKO, extortions on our crew. I think Chandler's shooting the traditional ones. Yep. I'm drawing a blank on the name. Um, Gator Outdoors, uh, the lifestyle brand out of... They're out of Bellevue, Iowa. I've been Bellevue, plugging that. Yes. I might be wrong yes, the, entire <laughs> the entire team. Right, you're right on that. Yep. Uh, they've been great supporters of ours. They're a rapidly growing business um, from basically being a retailer selling all your brands but transferring into a lifestyle merch company pretty mm-hmm. much like a clothing company if you will so check out gatoroutdoors.com wcb10 um elite archery uh, man i'm excited for the new line of elites so it's gonna be uh, doug's we're gonna get into the lead a little more <laughs> doug's pick for this year is very intriguing yeah. he's going
3: crazy this year i'm going going for all
0: going going for the w. you're going pit viper of elites yeah
3: you are for sure
2: hey you got to be different stand that.
0: Out. uh wcb's <laughs> the code at elite you can save some money on a boat loser. and have it shipped <laughs> to the local dealer loser, <laughs> loser.
2: uh
0: duh, duh, duh. big time big time also man they've all been good supporters man oh, yeah. i keep saying that shit but big time new products coming out new lines of food plot seed uh, We've got to get updated code. we got to get a hold of Joe and get a new code. Uh, it was WCB2020. It might still be
3: active, um, but we'll get you guys updated with a new code. They just launched their uh, Platinum, Platinum Gear yeah. Feed, which goes on sale fe- February 15th. Excited to try it's, that? It's awesome yep. for you guys. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah.
0: can not use it in Illinois.
3: Well, you could sit there and munch on it a little bit if you wanted to. I lick on it a little bit. <laughs> it's not bad. Get all my <laughs> minerals and protein.
0: <laughs> Eat it for lunch. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Old Barn Taxidermy, man. Um, that I had their barbecue. They're a taxidermy company, of course, but they also do processing mm-hmm. now. And see, I'm so excited about this. I skipped pestle taxidermy thing. Their honey barbecue deer sticks. dude, bomb. It's unbelievable. I'm going to say it, I'm going to say it, I'm a little harsh. It's unfucking fair to everybody else in the processing game. I ate it f- first year in of processing and I ate that. And I'm like, this is mind blowing. Yeah, it is so good.
2: It's the I think it's the best deer stick I've had easily.
3: You guys are going to have to let me try and something. everyone
2: else. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> like I haven't had. It. I brought I them to Thanksgiving. There's not one person didn't like them because, like, you know, like the jalapeno cheese. Some people don't like him. But yeah, right. I brought I mean, them I had to, to work. I a glass of milk if I eat one of those oh yeah they're spicy. I,
0: I brought them to work thinking like oh i'll share them that way the guys can try them and stuff and i found myself on break
3: ate like <laughs> the entire package you left I, what, Kurt, what? we got over there Nothing. i had you two guys. left that's where you leave one stick and then you cut it into like 10 sections i, I did that <laughs> i cut i cut like the last
0: two and a half so i made, <laughs> made a little more i'm like hey guys want some i didn't need this whole package right before i walked around out here <laughs> <I'm> so full <laughs> yeah but no, thanks to all our partners it's pretty cool sorry for the lengthy ish plug um And let's do a veteran shout-out quick. Um, So all these are brought to you by Operation HHA USA. Um, And we got a lot coming in with with HHA USA and a lot more details. Um, This is obviously the first time that we're talking about it. Um, HHAusa.org, you can go there. Um, Also, if you go to workingclassbowhunter.com and in the side menu, there's a veteran shout-out button there now instead of going to the contact tab. Everything you need to know about HHA USA is there as well. Um, and you can submit someone for the veteran shout-out. So Doug will be doing that plug from now on.
2: Doug how are we, we, uh, we doing it? Douglas Fur. Are you ready? Let's send it, man. This veteran shout-out is brought to you by Operation HHA USA. Wow. Did you like that? That was good. Uh, submitted by Nick Garbage. And the veteran is Matt Goddamski. He was in the United States Marine Corps.
0: Hold on. What was that last name?
2: Matt Goddamski. That's how he said, Goddamski. That's awesome. <laughs> it's a great name. Rolls off the tongue. It says, uh, "I'm giving this shout out to my brother. I never expected to have Matt Goddamski, Yes, that's why I call him. And you'd understand why if you've seen the shit I did with him in the years serving. I don't have that. I don't have time to write a biography, although it'd be a good one. Matt served in the Marines with me, and we both went on two tours together overseas as machine gunners. Some good times, some bad, but he always made it better. Little bromance here." Ha,
0: ha, ha. It gets weird, but you're honoring a hero.
2: (laughs) But for real, Matt really deserves a shout out because after the military, he he had some struggles in getting on his feet. But he's now an amazing father of two children, been together with his wife since basically forever, and now he does a lot of work for outdoor groups and spends time helping getting others to the outdoors and hunting. He has worked for a few organizations and builds wooden flags for donations. Very cool. Off the top of my head, I can only recall one, the fallen outdoors, but I know there's many more. He definitely makes me jealous in all his travels and hunting opportunities. Love you, Goddamski. Thank you, Working Clouds Bowhunter, for the podcast and all the veteran shout-outs. Love listening to you guys, and somehow every week I have a new favorite episode. Thanks, guys. Well, That's God, awesome.
0: Well, Goddamski, thank you for your service. Thank you for your service, yeah, Goddamski. Yeah, thank, you, thank you for your service, sir. If you're hearing this, maybe uh, we can get you in contact with HHA USA to do like a... a one of the flag giveaways at a bow shoot, yep, or something like that. It'd be yeah,
2: cool, that'd be sweet.
0: Yeah, I mean, all that's welcome. You know, if anybody wants to donate anything to veterans for the veteran shout out or get a hold of HHA USA, like that's go for it. Like we we want that. We want to build a community. Yeah, that'd be awesome. So, well, cool, man. This is going to be an interesting podcast. Uh, thanks for sticking with us through the business, and uh, we'll just get right into it and learn about whatever this podcast is about. I'm excited. <laughs> Can't wait.
4: I'm, I'm, I'm Chase Rolson with
0: Rubline Marketing. This is Jeff Lindsay. This is Michael Pitt. Hey, everybody, it's John Dudley from
1: Knock On TV. Hey, guys, this is Jared Sheffler from Whitetail Adrenaline. Hi, I'm Taylor Drury from Drury Outdoors. Hey, this is Nick Munson from Bone Collector. Hey, this is Melissa Buckman. all right
0: on the podcast now we have troy from hunt wars this is a really interesting concept and we're ready to deep dive into this man what's up thanks for doing this
1: <laughs> hey guys how are ya? um thanks for having me on i'm i'm super excited to kind of Break down what we've done, what we've got going, what we've got coming up. So thank you for having me on.
0: Of course, man. Glad to do it. Glad to do it. Um, so I don't even – I'm drawing a blank. Did we just end up finding each other? Did someone introduce us or what? But I don't even remember how that all happened, but we're here now.
3: So I guess it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> but We have terrible yeah, memories I, I here. I think
1: it was through Carbon TV, one of our partners through Carbon. Yeah, that was um, it. That I was think it was Autumn made the introduction because that's uh, one of the platforms that we'll be actually airing our episodes on
0: very cool well i'm glad i asked that then that that's coming back to me now i drink a lot of beer um and i'm not real smart so yeah all right so that makes sense so that's where i heard about it we touch base um we ha- kind of have some mutual friends in the industry and stuff yep. like that and we kind of conversate i was like man this would be perfect for a podcast so um i'm excited to learn more and uh so man what is hunt wars
1: Um, well, what is hunt wars? Jeez. Um, so Wars was an idea we hatched, uh, about a year ago and you know, as as far as hunting shows that are out there, I watch a lot of the hunting outdoor channel and found just that it's the same guys hunting, usually the same places. A lot of the hunts take place on private property, you know, and I, i uh I just kind of you know ha- had an idea that hey we need to get more personalities out there on on television so um, we decided to go ahead and launch our first season of hunt wars and what we did was take applications from anybody and everybody so teams of two they applied um, we did a, a big push at the total archery challenge last year talked to a bunch of guys um, and ended up only getting fifty applications for season one if you can believe it fifty guys applied and we had eight teams that we drew randomly to go compete. And basically what we decided was is that we would be able to control like what tags these guys were going to be hunting, the areas they were going to be hunting, and kind of level the playing field and have a true like competition based on, you know, two guys showing up and going against two guys that they don't know uh, in the same area, same week. So they had all the same things that they had to deal with. And we did it on public land. As well. And so, uh, we, we just decided that that competition kind of existed in the hunting world anyway, but nobody was filming it and nobody was really capturing the reality of what hunting really is the ups, the downs, and, uh, kind of everything in between. So we, uh, we chose the teams in August and, um, got a bunch of great gear sponsors. Uh, Leopold, Peak Refuel, I mean, everything, Badlands, that we could supply for these hunters. And when they showed up in camp, um, Davis wall tents, they stayed in wall tents and we gave them their coordinates to camp about a week before. So they couldn't go scout or preseason scout at all. They only could awesome. scout. We gave them the unit they were going to be hunting and we have Hunt and Fool memberships for each one of our contestants and they could call Hunt and Fool, talk to their uh, experts. And then they would get a good idea of what to expect when they showed up in the unit. And then when they showed up, we gave them one day of scouting. And then the competition kicked off the following day.
0: No and, kidding. That's and
1: so
2: it's crazy.
1: Yeah. So it, it was uh it started with four elk hunting teams in New Mexico. And uh we had a team from Bama, a team from Utah, a team from uh Colorado and Montana. And we did back to back weeks. So we did one team for seven days, one matchup with two teams and then another matchup for, with two teams. And, uh, it went awesome. Um, you, you know, when the episodes come out, which we'll start, we'll start dropping the episodes on our YouTube channel, which is Hunt Wars TV and on Amazon Prime and on Carbon TV by the end of this month. Uh, you're going to see these guys struggle. I mean, it's public land. Um these were limited quota tags that we bought. They were landowner tags down there. So there are a limited amount of hunters in that unit, but it's still, there's a lot of public land and a lot of public land hunters and you're gonna see these guys have to deal with that. They're, they're, it was really hot and dry conditions. Just mm-hmm. everything that we struggle with that Sometimes doesn't get portrayed on a lot of the hunting shows. You right, see the right. kill, you see, you know, everything's based on the kill and the trophy picture, like this is everything but that.
0: Right, right. Well so before we deep dive into some more of the hunt questions, I want to go back to the beginning where you said anyone and everybody could apply, but only fifty people applied. What was like the criteria to apply it? Like I could just come up and be like, Oh, hunt war's cool. I'm in. And or like yeah. what was that's all it was?
1: Yeah, it was, it was basically filling out your basic information, email, phone number, address, and it was a hundred bucks. And I think the guys thought maybe it was a little too good to be true. Like, wait a minute. So I'm in the hat. I get randomly drawn. I get a free hunt. I get all this gear and all I'm paying is a hundred bucks. So I'm like, yep, that's exactly what it is. And that's what it was. And so. You know, there were 50 people that believed in us and believed in the concept and went ahead and applied. And, you know, those guys yeah, are in for season two. And, uh, anyway, we, uh, we decided to go ahead and launch it. I mean, you know what landowner tags are in New Mexico and we've, we spent about 45,000
3: on tags, and we only Oof. had 50 applications come
0: in. So when you pick these guys, so you, are you randomly drawing them? Are you picking them like, okay, this guy has this experience. This guy's an expert here. You, you know what I mean? Are you kind of, yeah. okay.
1: Yeah. So what we did is we actually randomly drew eight teams. Like we just drew them like bam, 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 Drew them out of the hat. And then what we did is we set up phone calls or Zoom calls with each one of these guys. And we went through and tried to match them up best with the experience level. So the first two guys, the first two teams were pretty inexperienced archery elk hunters. And I'm like, hey, that would be a really good matchup. So we made the dates work for both of them, and luckily they did. And and uh, it, it worked out great to have kind of an inexperienced archery elk matchup. And then the next two guys teams that we called you know we talked to them and actually one of the teams that we called we couldn't make the dates work and they just kind of were like you know we had some other stuff and so we refunded their 100 bucks and said hey just go ahead and apply next year and gave them the 100 bucks back and drew another team and we just kept doing that until we got the the matchups that we wanted and that we felt really good about but um, it all kind of worked out really good. We had, uh, experienced guys, we had non-experienced guys. And so how it works is we just draw the teams and then, as the dates and the hunts kind of fall in place. We just keep subbing in teams and making sure it all works out.
3: No kidding. Okay. That makes sense. So, so pretty much you're going on a seven day hunt with a complete stranger that you don't even know.
1: No. Another good question. You're going on a seven day hunt with your best buddy, and you're against two other guys that you don't know. Two yeah. man, they're yeah. Team, yeah, two man teams. Two man, teams. man, two teams. Teams. Gotcha. Two man teams. teams. Yep. You got a spotter and a shooter. Um, we actually had a you know in the elk hunts we had a um we had a caller and a shooter, and those two guys showed up. They were you know brothers, best friends, whatever you wanted to. To call it, but yeah, they were, they were a team, and then they were against another team.
3: Gotcha. Okay, that's. I thought it was you match them up with random people, and then I them, was kind of leaning that Q way. Two guys you. just went in with each other, didn't even know each other.
1: Yeah, no, we don't have any matchups like that. We'll probably do something like that in the future, but you know, nobody wants to go hunt with a complete stranger. Um, everybody <laughs> yeah, be, wants to with a that just
2: added the intense factor. Like, yeah, I can, yeah, I'm out like, here with this idiot. fucking sucks.
1: <laughs> yeah, no. So it would be, you know, if, if, if one of you guys drew, you would be able to pick your teammate, bring okay. him with you and, uh, and, and go hunt. So, um, it was really fun that way because these guys came to really, really compete and wanted to, they didn't know the team that they were competing against. And so it kind of raised everybody's level. I mean, there wasn't dudes coming back to camp in the middle of the day. Like they were pushing hard and yeah. we had teams that were, you know hiking anywhere from eight to 12 miles a day you know elk hunting and the conditions were tough like these guys really pushed and that's that's what was actually really kind of uh, you know satisfying about the the competition was it actually made them them hunt harder and that's what we wanted right of course we put a few things in place which you know a lot of people equate hunting and competition like oh it's all about the horns like no like The other team doesn't even know what if you know what what if a team kills. There's we don't tell the other team what the score was. So that way they're just they're they're looking for the most mature animal they possibly can find. Okay, and that that kind of helps with you know in golf if you don't know the other person's score you're just gonna you're just playing yourself pretty much. And so that's kind of the same feel that we got in our hunt wars competition this year is. You know, you're going out, and our scoring actually supported that. So the scoring for season one was total gross score of an animal. I like gross score because if the animal grew it, he should get credit for it. Of course. Um, The maturity actually counted for double point. So oh, if really? they were five years old, you got ten extra points yeah. for that. Yeah. We wanted to hunt as mature of animals as we possibly find. And then the third fact uh, metric was um, shot yardage. And we actually did a deduction for shot yardage. So zero to forty yards was a zero point deduction. Forty to sixty was a ten point. Sixty to eighty was twenty, and eighty plus yard shots with a bow was a thirty point deduction on your score.
0: Interesting. Wow. Interesting. And so we
1: were we were pushing guys to get in closer, and really truly see who the best hunting team was in that seven day stretch.
3: That makes sense. So you can kind of push them yeah, to get just, them extra points. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean if you think about it, a 51-yard shot as opposed to 49, that's a big deal. Yeah, and yeah. So you 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 know, you see guys pushing in as hard as they can and getting as close as they possibly can um, to uh to these animals, which is great, you know. We're obviously promoting ethical shots and, you know, sometimes that doesn't happen and and so you're you're trying to do your best. So that's what we wanted to do: is push as much as we could to get ethical shots happening.
0: That would be interesting. So while you're trying to talking about all of this, I'm trying to picture myself like in the competition. Yeah, I was too. You know, especially being a guy who's only been on one elk hunt. Right. You know, I have some buddies that are good. We all do that are good at elk hunting and stuff. But yeah, like you go out there for me, never killing an elk. I'd be like, man, there's an elk right there. Like I could kill this thing and then. One, get my first elk, get the elk meat, and then could win this competition. Cause, so if if I shot an animal that – maybe I shot a smaller elk that wasn't so mature and the other person shot nothing but still passed those animals, I would still win? Is that how it works? You'd win.
1: Yep. And you're going to see that in one of the episodes. And uh, it is a game of inches. And you will it, – it really did – you know, guys – would pass on stuff and then they'd pass and they'd pass and then all of a sudden it got down to the last day or two and they're like holy crap why did we pass on that like it really actually pushes guys you know and 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 it pushes them to really make you know decisions based on well i've got five thousand dollars on the line and this is a raghorn and he's at 20 yards like let's let's do this you know and and I think that's, that was kind of cool to watch because sometimes it made guys really mad. And sometimes it was like, we won and it's not the biggest buck we've ever shot, but we won, you know?
0: Yeah. Right. So, so what do they get if they win? Is there like a breakdown for that?
1: Yep. So the breakdown this year for season one was each teammate. So you and your spotter, well, Um, Let's talk about the gear sponsors real quick, because when they showed up to camp, they got Leopold binos, um, spotters. uh, They got rangefinders and uh, sunglasses from Leopold. Kick-ass. All their their, uh, meals were covered by peak refuel, and then we had a chef in camp that would cook dinners and breakfasts if they they wanted them. But anything peak refuel, if they wanted to spike out, we had all that stuff in camp for them. All their drinks, everything, snacks, whatever they wanted that way. Um, they also got Badlands backpacks. They got We had Davis wall tents with stoves in there for them. Uh, they got mountain mafia sleeping bags. Uh, they got sheep feet orthotics in their boots. Um, they got bow spiders for their bows to, to throw in their packs. Um, and then they got uh, uh, a that was kind of the gear pack that they got when they showed up. And then the prizes they got two prime bows. So each guy won a new prime bow, the newest, nice. best prime bow that, that's on the market. They both won canvas cutters. If you haven't seen canvas cutter, those things are amazing. They're like a one-man tent, but they're all canvas, and they have a sleeping pad in them. They're amazing. Bed rolls, they're really cool. Hmm. And then solo stoves, crispy boots, black Ovis pants, and socks. For each teammate,
3: I like that man. Well worth the hunter bug. Yeah, you ask me. <laughs> you're getting yeah. your money's worth there.
1: Get a hunt and all this stuff. Yeah, not to mention the whole hunt was paid for for them, um, and so that was kind of all the throw-in as well. And you know, it 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 really was. And you know, part of this is also we had a lot of guys that probably couldn't afford to go to New Mexico on a hunt like that on their own dime. And so you know, part of this this show is also. Helping people, you know, live dreams that they've probably couldn't have done on their own. Absolutely. Yeah. That doesn't always like come through in randomly drawing. You know, we randomly draw names, but it just seems like this is like a everyday hunter's opportunity to go and compete and have a blast and get a professionally video, you know, videoed hunt. So we had two videographers with each team on our elk hunts and one video guy with all each team on their deer hunts. And so, you had a, a guy with the caller and a guy with a shooter because sometimes, you know, you're 150 yards apart, and we wanted to make sure we captured both sides of the equation, the calling right. and the shooting. And so you're going to see some amazing footage and amazing bulls ripping and close encounters and guys, you know, it, it's just a blast. It's, it was really cool. I really That's like awesome. the
0: the idea of the show and from the sounds of it, the layout, going to be really awesome. Yeah. I'm excited to see it. Did, did the teams have any interaction with each other before, during, or after the hunts?
1: So that was actually one thing that evolved. So when we were in New Mexico, we actually had the camps about a mile and a half apart. And that way teams could strategize, they could leave and not feel like they might get followed. And we felt like we wanted to keep them separate, 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 you know, and have them have their own hunt. And, we decided on the deer hunts to go ahead and combine the camp. And, Ooh. you know, whether it was drama, whether it was, you know, it's reality TV. So we were just, you know, we were just trying to see which one fit better. And the one where we had everybody in camp, we spread out their tents probably, I don't know, a hundred yards um, <laughs> for the deer hunts, but they were still in camp. We ate together, we hung out together at night. It was a riot. It was such a good atmosphere. It was really fun. And guys that didn't know each other before got to know each other and were were really cool. It was funny because every night they'd come in and they would talk about anything but what they saw. <laughs> 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 so... That's funny. So that way, there was no following and no, and they would always go back to their camp and strategize, and you know, it was or back to their tent, and so it was cool that way to to actually have the camaraderie in camp together. The video guys are there, the hunters are there. We're all shooting the breeze, we're eating dinner together, and then everybody kind of goes back to their tents to really strategize on what they want to do. You oh, mean awesome. to tell
0: me that you guys weren't, like, low-key antagonizing them, like, behind the camera? Yeah, like,
4: Jimmy's <laughs> talking shit about Carl over
1: here. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
3: yeah. As
4: soon as they walk away from the fire, they're talking
0: shit. he saw a buck with a 12-inch drop time over there on that ridge, but he would never tell you that. <laughs> I, I already saw a 200-inch
2: something. You, you're trying to you're mix it 15. up, like,
0: fight promotions and shit yeah. for the UFC?
4: Like, I'm not saying, like— It's I, like I, the <laughs> ultimate fighter, but intense. <laughs> Literally intense. Intense. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it it didn't
1: ever get to that. Like, I thought it would maybe escalate. Maybe in the back of my mind, I'm like, it would be fun to have, like, a little drama. But, I mean, these guys were just so happy to be there and to compete.
0: Right, right.
1: They were hunted harder. And it was almost like a competition of who could come back later and who could not come back for lunch than it was, you know, anything else. And so you just saw these guys just absolutely present. And you'll you'll see, you know, some of them are like driving back to camp, and they're gonna grab lunch. And they're like, screw it, like we're not gonna we're not doing that. We're gonna go out. And and they just they're not we're not gonna kill a camp. We're not gonna give those guys the satisfaction that we're back at camp. And you hear that, and that's uh, it's pretty cool because that's kind of what we wanted was guys to push themselves farther than they could.
0: That's yeah, that's awesome. really cool. I, I wonder if you guys were in the whitetail woods. I mean, most hunters are cool. Like that, what you said about the whole drama thing, I expected everyone to get along and everything. Yep. That's typically how it goes. But, you know, you you get some whitetail guys stirred up in different areas about property lines and a buck that they got on trail cam that all of a sudden is their buck. And, man, that's I think that would escalate real quick. You know, that, that's over a longer stretch of time than however long like a quick hunt would be. But... Um, yeah, I imagine you guys keep trucking away. You'll have a, you'll have a good uh, episode of some drama there eventually. You'll have some people oh, disagreeing. A little scuffle. Well,
1: oh. I'm, I'm not gonna say there wasn't any drama. We had a couple of times where actual partners got in into it with each other. Where uh, we had one group where uh, they didn't have radios and you know didn't didn't think clearly to bring radios and that one one the, the shooter was sneaking in on a bull the the partner came walking in and blew the ball out and they Oof. got in a pretty big shoving match and oh kind of upset with each other but it was <laughs> 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 but uh as far as drama you don't really what was is, is the public land guys that are interfering and oh. blowing stocks for these guys and that's just what we all deal with but man, like those guys would get pretty livid if a public land dude was just dinking around and kept driving up on his four-wheeler or trucking through the woods and these guys are putting all their heart and soul into killing a buck yep. uh, or a bull and that, that happened regularly and I was really grateful to be honest with you because i felt like that really will portray what what public land hunting really is that'd be
4: frustrating in a competition to have there's a lot of unknown variables when it comes to public hunting it it definitely throws a wrench into it when compared to hunting on a on a private piece
1: yep yep and that that's what our whole you know kind of thought was on public land stuff was you have the same rut patterns. You have the same general pressure. You have all of those those factors working against you. Not to mention you've never hunted the area before, you know. And so, we wanted to capture how how do you guys go do that and be successful. And it was it was a struggle for these guys season one. Um, I was uh I was really impressed with you know what the results were and. It was it was really a, a great season, and I'm excited for season two. Season two is going to be better, going to be better. Um, uh, we will we have announced our season two hunts. Um, we went from eight teams in season one to 12 teams in season two. We're going to add some hunts in season two, so um, I need to give you guys the breakdown of season two because I think it's going to be even better.
0: Yeah, let's hear it.
1: So we added an antelope rifle hunt in August, um, uh, to season two. So we're going to have two antelope teams. And what, uh, what we're looking at doing for the antelope hunt is, as, you know, they're called speed goats. This is going to be a speed round. So they have to shoot a minimum, um, size deer. We're going to, or a uh, goat. We're going to give them a minimum on inches that they have to. And has to score, but it's whoever can kill and get it back to camp first. <laughs> oh, that'll <laughs> be fun.
3: That'll be interesting.
1: Yeah, and if they if they don't hit the threshold, they're immediately DQ'd, and then the other team just has to kill one that meets the threshold. So um, we're gonna we're gonna do that. Um, we have our our staple is our four elk hunts, and their archery. They'll be in September, and we're gonna actually do a different matchup with those. I think we're gonna do King of the Camp. So we're going to have all four teams in camp, same week, and it's whoever kills, and you're against all the other teams. So instead of just one matchup, you've got three other teams out there that you've got to beat.
4: (laughs) So whoever kills the highest-grossing animal wins.
1: Yep. Yeah. So whoever kills, and we just rank you that way. Cool. Um, The next one is we're actually – we did archery mule deer hunts this year. Next year we're doing rifle mule deer hunts. So we'll actually have – four rifle mule teams as well and that will be our matchup just the same as we had before our matchup play and then our last one is a fast and furious duck hunting round which will be a two-day duck hunt and the teams will have certain points you know attributed to different species tagging out and if they miss it's deductions so we're going to have a two-day duck hunt where te- two teams come in and
4: um, so do bands Do bands count for extra points if you shoot a banded bird?
1: Banded birds, like, yeah, we'll have a whole point break out. Yeah. That's pretty cool. <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> that is crazy. That is
4: cool, man. I didn't consider, like, waterfowl
0: into this because it, it's, like you said earlier, this is kind of a thing that's in hunting in general. It's not a competition, but, like, kind of low-key. It might be, like, or it depends what your friend group is. It's something
4: you could easily turn into a competition. Easily. Oh, yeah.
0: yeah. Um, but I like the way you're structuring this because – you're getting real hunters. Like you're not grabbing some bimbo. That's some Instagram hunter that's had daddy <laughs> hold her hand. And I mean by daddy, I'm talking about maybe her real daddy or or not a real daddy, or a sugar you know, daddy, whatever. or a sugar daddy. A hey,
2: sugar, a sugar daddy. Go to Outfitters and just be pulling the trigger.
0: Yeah. Hey, we're not here to judge. But I'm glad <laughs> that this doesn't seem like that. And when I before the podcast, I was like, I might throw some joke questions at you. And this was the joke question. I just brought it in a little different but it's real life hunters in a real life situation it's not like this um anyway it doesn't seem to be from the conversation a discovery channel over dramatic like dramatized deal
4: it's just real guys hunting. no
1: it's just yeah, guys hunting yeah no we're not looking for lover lights this <laughs> this uh, yes thank you he for saying it. that you said
0: it you said it yes <laughs> fuck for Lover for Likes. That show sucks. Yeah. And I'm saying it right here. Hunt Wars is where it's at. Fuck Lover yeah. for Likes.
1: Hunt Wars is as real as hunting will ever get. I mean the cool part is is we do backgrounds, little like interviews at the very beginning of each matchup, so you get to see the teams and you get to see like these are everyday working guys. Like nobody's a professional hunter. Not one person on our show we did do a brand matchup. I have to admit we did one brand versus brand matchup. And that was Aaron Snyder for South Cox traditional archery. And that was a matchup that we added. And I wanted to, I wanted to get somebody in the hunting world that I felt like, you know, was a competitive guy. I called Aaron Snyder. He was a freaking stud. He literally like first is like, I'm in like, tell me who I'm up against. And, um i said well who's a worthy opponent and he gave me two or three names and i called those guys and south cox is like done like let's go do traditional archery mule deer in arizona and that matchup was intense and those guys were awesome they were buddies at camp competitors out in the zone so yeah i mean most of these guys are just you know we have guys that are concrete workers and guys that are you know they work at power plants and You know, everyday hunters that that just like to get out, and these guys were competing for thousands and prizes. And so it's like, gosh, dude, I I got seven days to do this thing. Like, let's do this. And and it captured, like, the video footage is awesome. It's it's cool that way.
0: That's a cool, that's like the most, I I was going to say, with the brand thing, it could have gone one way or another. And I think you probably played it the best way possible because you get two legit guys with traditional equipment. you're not getting, like, Matt Buzzbus with his crossbow that's, like, trying to...
3: <laughs> in his, in, in his fenced-in area.
0: Yeah, you're not trying to get him to kill a a mule deer in a hot dog suit over a watering no. hole while jumping on a pogo stick or whatever the fuck he does <laughs> just to get, like, traction. So thank you for doing <laughs> you know, that the right way.
1: Yeah, no, we're actually... And what I want to do is I want to get competing brands, you know, a Sitka versus Curious Send your best hunters. And... Let's see how these guys really do hunt. These brands really do hunt. Um, and, and and it's it's been interesting because I've actually had a lot of brands reach out and say, hey we we want to go like we want to be on the show. we want we wanna do this And so we'll probably have a brand match up every year. I feel like it's just cool, and people want to see the people behind the companies hunt. Oh yeah, you know it's always fun to see. Aaron Snyder and you kinda of believe in Kafaru a little bit more because you know how great a hunter Aaron is and you know that he would never put something on his back that he or sell something that he wouldn't put on his own back. Right. And I think there's uh there's there's kinda of something to be said about that, you know, these these companies that sell stuff that never are in the backcountry or don't understand that. It, sometimes you get back there and you're like gosh dude did they even think about where to put this zipper or to do this like how many times have you you know got a, a new item and then just been like this this makes no sense why they would put this here?'"
3: Right. right
0: well i think with that mindset the way you're kind of explaining things that dude the sky's the limit because the way you have it structured structure too i mean it's it seems, perfect yeah it's cuz you could take uh you could go to anywhere i mean just imagine this like going to like ATA show and you walking around with like a clipboard and being like hey come over here <laughs>
4: go go recruit your teams right on ATA <laughs> dude <laughs> it either though. be
0: amazing or
3: a complete fucking train wreck <laughs> <laughs> i'd say 9 times out of 10 it's a train wreck but He'd be like that guy with the kiosk at the mall. Just sign your sign your name here. You could win a car. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah,
0: But I mean, you know what I mean. You could do, and I would tune in because you could do a brand war with anyone, and that's just yeah. interesting in itself. Like, yep, it's people like to see that stuff. Like, one competition's interesting no matter what you're watching. Yeah, and but hunting, you know, done this way, um, it would just be. It's kind of like an organic type com competition. But you could do, I mean, from brands to TV shows to podcasts podcasts to…
4: Team working class. We need to get somebody in there. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
0: Clint Casper stepping in, boys. We're going elk hunting.
1: And and the different personalities, I think, is what's key to me. Like, I love watching different guys. Like, a guy that never has ever been on a Yukon moose hunt… And, you know, in the future seasons, we're going to have Hunt Wars Alaska, and we're going to do a freaking drop camp, and we're going to get some dudes up there that probably haven't ever been there. Like, when I shoot in a guy shooting a moose for the first time is just a different feel than Jim Shockey shooting a 70s. Like, <laughs> right, you know, right. You know, it's the same thing. Like, the Drury's super successful. They have like nine shows on the Outdoor Channel. I mean, it's like dream season and late season and preseason. I mean, I, I don't even know how many seasons they have, but. It just seems like, you know, those guys are very well established. Like, I would love to see somebody who's never shot a whitetail, you know, go shoot a whitetail. Or yeah. never, you know, like you said, never never shot an elk before. And not only shoot an elk on our show for the first time, but win their matchup. And just be like, you know, chest bumping more than they've ever done because they won. <laughs> yeah, it's, you're going to you know, get
4: some raw emotion on there for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's impossible
0: yeah. not to capture that if you if you got the camera guys falling around like you're doing. And, yeah, you know that's that's the cool thing about something like this because you're kind of bre- like you mentioned a little bit earlier. You're breaking that mold of what is a traditional hunting show, right. the traditional format you're seeing, um, and then different trends come in and out. But um, I think you're probably hitting this right. I mean, there's hunting competitions like um, Austin. You've done a couple, just but it's like on your own. You send in your footage and you rank whatever and. Uh, but this is like legitimately everything like, produced. Yeah, yeah. And,
1: I, I've done some of those, you know, the big butt contests and this and that. And the hard part is, is you're like, the second that you can beat or you see the winner, you're like, that's on private land. That, that's a high sense. Like, there's no way that guy cheated. Like, everybody thinks that guy cheated. And so we kind of took that element out of it by saying, we're, we're supplying the tags. Like, we know where you're, you're hunting the same unit you know, the other guys are hunting. So, there's no cheating. There's no way to kind of uh, have it. And, and the video quality is, is key as well. So, that's kind of right. why we took those two off the table and said, well, let's supply the tags so these guys know where they're hunting. And we, we have the cameraman, so it's not like any foul play or this or that. And we have a draw blood rule. And you'll actually see this in season one where one of our teams actually hits a, hits a, a good animal and there's blood on the ground and that's their animal. And we, uh, we have a strict, you know, draw blood policy where they have to hunt that animal or, or nothing else until their hunt's over.
3: Well, no um, kidding. That's fair. That
1: it just kind of keeps it all fair and guys aren't out there flinging arrows and wounding animals.
0: Yeah. It's a good point. And there's so, consequences for taking a yeah, shot, you know
1: yep you got to think twice and it's actually been really cool all of the teams have been really cool to sign off on that and and not really fuss um the team that they hit that that animal they they took it and said yep you know we shouldn't probably should have done something a little differently and we've all had and been there and so they're like we're on that animal the rest of the time we got it and they ended up not tagging out because of it
0: yeah well i think that's uh that's fair. I mean, if anybody's ever been to any outfitter, they have kind of the same rule. Yep. Like yep. once blood hits the ground, that's your it's yep. your critter, you yep. know. And um, <laughs> yeah, that's fair. I think, and it's respectful. I mean, as yeah. as it can get in a situation like that.
1: Yeah, yeah. We've got. I mean, I've got. You know, it, it's so funny when when, I, when you're talking about it, you all all of a sudden start brainstorming different ideas, and you're like, "Well, you do this, you do this, and we well, do this, and we've got." probably six seasons worth of ideas that we'll, we'll end up doing. Um, there's one that I would love to have, like, like m- m- people that have never hunted before in just one matchup and, you know, get them ready, teach them kind of the basics and then, and then throw them out there and and, and, and show like really the general public, like hunting's no joke. Like you have to know what you're doing to be able to be successful. Nowadays you can't just walk out in the woods and, think you're gonna come across an animal unless you're the luckiest person alive but
0: yeah yeah. um, we've
1: just got a ton of episodes that way i want to do a father-son episode where you have your shooter that's under 15 to kind of bring in that new age of hunting that new age of hunter and so we'll do an episode with that and we just have a lot of different ideas on on matchups and whatnot, but right, right. for the for the most part, like us with the twelve teams, I think we'll draw those probably right around the end of May to the first of June. But just so you know, when you put your hundred dollars in, it doesn't just put you in for all the twelve spots that we'll draw. It also puts you in. We'll be doing a, a giveaway every week of our application period so if you've applied you're in all the drawings all the way up leading up to the to the main drawing but um this this uh next week we'll have a leopold rangefinder. um and, and i wanted to do good ones the next week will be a prime bow um we'll do some crazy good stuff that guys are going to get along the way for applying so Perfect.
3: why why we're doing this podcast can people still apply when's the cutoff date
1: Oh, yeah, so we just barely started applications for Season 2, like just barely. So um, applications for Season 2 will run from January to about the middle of June, Um, probably a little bit more. And then what we'll do is once we get our 12 teams and we draw those, We'll probably send them out a GoPro and we'll start having them filming their workouts, their shooting, like what their regimen is to get ready for outdoors. because sometimes that's as exciting and we'll post that on our YouTube channel and our social media um, just so that people can see kind of what the teams are doing to prepare and keep them in the loop so they can kind of pick who their favorites are and, and what team they're going to be rooting for.
0: That's cool, man. I, I really like. I enjoy this whole setup a ton. I really like um, it too
3: that you're adding waterfowl to it and other species, where it's going to yeah. kind of involve everyone. You know, you could even go into noodling, fishing, turkeys, yeah, gators. Be really I mean, you turkeys. Could, yeah,
0: yeah. So that's. I was. I had a couple questions, and that since we're on to it, i will skip ahead of my in my question log here. Whitetails is whitetails on the radar?
1: So your exact what your point was with private land, like. I have yet to find, and I've hunted whitetails a lot. I've yet to find a good public land whitetail hunting venue that isn't a draw. I mean, you think about Wyoming—pretty good, you know, whitetail open areas that you can you can go to to public land and, and hunt good whitetails. But anywhere in the Midwest, all of those are farms. And so I'm trying to figure out how we can do it. Not to mention, hey, I got you. Know,
0: I got ideas. Hanging
1: stands, hanging stands, you know, blinds. Like it's almost like a I know it's a chess match with the deer, but in seven days you've already got to have the, the, the blinds and the stands set. It's almost just kinda like a you know lucky pick, like, Hey I picked this stand because of this and the buck ended up, you know, cruising by. So if you guys can help me out, I would love to do a white tail hunt. I think it would be awesome.
0: Okay, I got some ideas. We'll talk after the podcast. I got a, all right. I got an idea I, that might work.
1: Open all and every idea to be able to get it. I was thinking of having, you know, maybe two guys that have neighboring farms or, you know, that feel like, "Hey, their farms are the best," and we could do it that way. So there's a couple ideas, but I still haven't fleshed it out to where I feel like it, it would be fair enough to do a, a matchup there. So I'm totally open to that.
0: Yeah, I All have right. a I have an idea, and might work for you. We can help you cool. out a little bit. I'll run it by you, and we'll talk. But
3: right,
1: I think it'll awesome. work. So like one percent ownership in words you can give me a... <laughs> <laughs> Okay.
3: It'd be funny to do like a squirrel hunt or something crazy like that.
1: Well, it's actually funny you say that. In our last matchup down in the desert hunting meal deer, we decided that any jackrabbit shot was a half a point. And one team really took that and ran with it. Holy <laughs> does smoke There's like a jackrabbit like, every night in camps. Does Did like
3: eat. ear length count and all that?
1: Yeah, well, we didn't really do anything (laughs) crazy that way like other species, um, but I think we'll incorporate that down the road because it was an absolute riot. I mean, these guys, they were burning up arrows every day trying to hit these rabbits. Okay, I got a question.
0: And so this is kind of like a question that leads into another question that probably leads into another question here. All right, a competition, nobody kills anything, it's just a wash. Yep. Okay, what if there's a tie? Okay, and the, hey, and the odd no
1: and hunt, There are no ties in hunt wars. Um, the only the there's there's an outcome that that we crown a winner every time, and we go to a sudden death shootout. Archery equipment was this year, obviously, where we had five arrows uh, for each team. Each guy had to take a shot at forty. Each guy had to take a shot at sixty, and then they got to deem one person to shoot at eighty-five. And it was total score. We threw in a wrench and made it that at 40, they had to hold their drawback for a minute before they could shoot. <laughs> at 60, they had to be kneeling. And then at 85, um, it was just kind of a crapshoot. You know, <laughs> they were tired by then. And so you, you see some misses at 85. And it comes down to the final shot. And there is some guys that, I mean, you're you're talking about five grand of prizes on the line. So think about that. That's $1, a <laughs> $1,000 an arrow. Right. You know, a teammate misses, and you get some pretty, pretty big crusties, some pretty tough stares back and forth. Like, are you freaking kidding me? Didn't hit the target. So, it makes it really fun at the end. But we do crown a winner uh, on a shootout at each episode.
0: Okay. okay, very cool. And then, so winner of the competitions is it? Will this eventually build into like the king of hunt war somewhere? Like, you're like the man that won this chapter of it. Like, oh, yeah. I'm kind of thinking. You know the show Ink Master, the tattoo competition? Like you're crowned Ink
3: Master. Like right. you have that title forever. Like you're, or do they get to like come back the next year if they win and kind of defend their title?
1: Yeah. So what we'll do is probably season three or four, once we have a good winner's circle, we'll have a winner's bracket. Guys come back and defend and either play their other, you know, the other winners that win other seasons. Uh, but yes, we will have a winner something down the road it would just be cool to be you know we could maybe do a king of the camp so all the elk hunt winners over seasons once come back in one camp and they you know they go at it so um yeah the sky's the limit on the winners uh guys are going to be back on the show for sure
3: that's cool sounds like sky's the limit for the show you guys can do a lot of different cool things with it it's malleable
1: yeah we've got uh, we've got a lot going on I uh, I think you'll start to see uh, probably Hunt Wars go on an international level just uh, between oh. us but yeah I mean I guess not between us really just bet- podcasts, <laughs> just between don't us. tell anybody yeah, <laughs> don't tell anyone
3: it'll be yeah don't tell anybody no
1: uh, but yeah we're super excited to to probably bring in um, some teams that are maybe outside the country to compete in the
0: country oh that'd be cool that'd be sweet get a bunch of like Dudes from Europe that never been yeah, around hunting.
1: Australia, <laughs> New Zealand. I mean, those guys hunt stags over there pretty regularly. I think if you plug them in here in the oak woods, they probably do pretty good.
0: Yeah, I would think so. That would be really interesting. That would be really, really, or vice versa. You know.
1: Yep. Yep. So, man, we got uh, we got big plans. Um, I think uh, I think the biggest key to us is guys seeing that other guys are drawing and that the application is a no-brainer i mean i mean let me ask you guys i'm a guy that puts in for a lot of states and every state that i put in even my own state is a 35 dollars hunting license and then five dollars for any general season tag that i want to put in for and so you're at 50 bucks pretty much every time and probably double that if you go out of state so we lined our application up with that and saying it's a hundred bucks per team, fifty bucks per guy. And so it's almost kind of like just another application for guys to go put into. We didn't want to go crazy. We wanted to give them, you know, but along the way you're going to get drawn out for a range finder, for a bow, for a peak fuel pack, for a mountain mafia sleeping bag. Like you're, you're going to have uh, plenty of opportunities to get that hundred bucks back.
0: Yeah, if you're asking us if we would apply, yes, I'm already thinking yeah. about applying. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm asking, I'm asking, do you guys when you apply, you know, I know Idaho is your guys' home state. what, what is the cost to apply? For Did you say I, Idaho? So Idaho. We're in
0: we're we're in Illinois. So start with the nigh. Oh, Same Illinois. Different. Sorry, Illinois. My yeah, bad. The uh, great liberal state of Whitetails.
1: <laughs> yeah, great liberal state. Okay, Pike County. So <laughs> Pike like, County. What is the normal? What is the normal? cost of a
0: of a tag out there uh for a resident it's cheap um like i, I can't i just 20, pay for 25 it. bucks 25 bucks um 25
1: to 35 bucks for like a general season like over the counter yeah tag. Yep. archery
0: tag over the counter for a non-resident yeah. it's in that it's yeah, cashy almost 500 time 500 to figure everything in but yeah. you can draw a tag every year yeah a buck tag
1: yeah and if you put it for western states any You know, you put him for elk, you know, I know Utah, non-resident, it's over a hundred bucks. And for, you know, I put him for Arizona and it's 160 bucks. And I'm just like, geez, like, and and not only that, you draw that hunt. Now you either got to hire an outfitter. And so for us, I'm like, you know, these guys' value is going to be through the roof as far as their 100 bucks. That's right. kind you know what I'm getting at is like yep, yep. your tax paid for, your license is paid for. Like we pay your license. We literally give you your money back for the, like, the $500 license. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I want these guys to have an experience that they've never had before. And that is somebody catering to their every need and giving them everything they possibly can to be successful.
3: Right. So pretty much all they got to do is take off work and get there.
1: Take off work and get there. That's, That's exactly right.
3: Oh, I like it. That's awesome. Easy
0: peasy. That's mean. That's That's a deal. <laughs> I love the, um, you know, I think, and I don't know, maybe listeners will agree or disagree, but my mindset is like, you, you see some of this stuff. You're like, man, I'm not sure about it, but hearing all the details on this is yep. I'm really impressed
3: with it, man. I, I love the platform. You can do really anything you want with it and it's going to make sense. Um, and I'm sure once the show actually comes out and airs, that'll make a lot more sense to people
4: too. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. When does When yeah. does season one drop?
1: So season one, the first matchups will be done uh, towards the end of this month, January. Um, we'll have the season one uh, episodes, and they'll kind of follow that. We just got done uh, shooting our last episode, our last matchup this uh, a couple, you know, this last week in Arizona. So. Um, that one will take a little bit, but you'll get episodes, and we will probably do one to three episodes per matchup. And I always have said, what's better than watching one, you know, one hunting show, it's, you know, two hunting shows at the same time, and that's the format. You're going to see back and forth between the teams, you know, what's one team doing? Okay, they're there. Okay, then it shoots to the next team. Okay, they're they're in, and you're going to get some intense situations where both teams are on bowls or on bucks making stocks, and you're flipping back and forth between the teams to see, you know, how it plays out. And so we can build the drama that way and then also, you know, the reality side of things. Guys have GoPros on their heads. They're stalking stuff with GoPros. Like we tried to outfit them with as much as we could. They've got GoPros in their vehicles so we can capture, you know, when they're driving out when they're driving home, the recap what they're doing, what they're saying, you know, any little nuggets of information that we possibly can get. We uh we we're gonna put that on the show so people can learn as well. That's
3: very awesome. cool. Very cool. Now, do you go spend time in the camp with these guys?
1: Yeah, I have have a, a week long with them. That's awesome. Um, <laughs> That's awesome. I usually I'm the usually Dana White Hunt wood. Wars is right in the mix. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the the, uh, the masterminds there, and uh, it's funny. I try to give them a pump up speech, you know, about midweek, like, "Hey guys, you know, keep pushing." And uh, but most of the time, they're they're self motivated guys and. I'm just there to chop firewood and make sure their tents are warm when they get back at night.
3: You're the ice guy. Make sure the beer's cold, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Like sodas are restocked. And there's one cool thing I will say, and I don't know if this is going to deter people or not, but we have a no alcohol policy in camp. I want my hunters sober um, (laughs) and like as keen as they can be. And so uh, every group has been super cool about that. We do have, Black Rifle Coffee isn't a sponsor, so we have plenty of that in camp. Yeah, as far as sodas go, we got Monsters. Any type of drinks the guys want, but we don't serve alcohol in our camps, just so that we're you know on edge. I'm jealous. just saying,
0: a good fist fight in camp would make for great television. Yeah, okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, uh, maybe if we're starving for content and we're <laughs> we're stalled out, I'll just grab a bunch of beers and be like, hey, tonight's the night, guys. <laughs>
0: right. Right. Drink these and get belligerent we're just gonna film it. <laughs> we're
3: just gonna keep filming.
1: Yeah.
3: Don't turn the cameras off.
0: The the <laughs> yeah. one time you bring beer in the camp like, special guests in camp, you're gonna do a podcast of working Class Bowhunter, and they brought three yeah. thirty packs of book. You're in luck. <laughs> <laughs> it's like we're the assholes that ruined the whole show. <laughs>
1: uh, I mean, we we it it's getting it's been really you know you you think it's a lot of drama. And Because of what reality TV has become on television, and really, reality is, if you get the right people, there's no real drama. Well, yeah. let's
0: be honest, a uh, lot of that's manufactured anyway, so.
1: Oh, yeah, the lover or lies? Come on, it's done a great job.
0: <laughs> Just <laughs> That's damn. all real shit, man. A-plus production. Real. A-plus production, yep. <laughs>
3: A-plus. yep. <laughs> okay. yeah. I love it. I give it an A-minus.
2: It's my favorite show.
3: <laughs> it's tough out here, man. It's real. Golly, I'm thankful
0: to have a podcast to be able to promote stuff like this and not that. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's uh, it's tough, man. Like, the industry, it's it's on a teeter-totter sometimes, you know?
1: I was going to ask you, like, where do you guys feel like as far as the industry is going? You know, do you feel like it's going in a good direction? Do you feel like sometimes I'm, I'm really excited about where the industry is going, other times I'm like, I feel like it's
0: getting such a bad rap from a few people. I, ooh, I feel passionate about this at times. So I go back and forth, I think. Right now I'm in a good mindset on it.
3: I think it's always like you're always feeling real good, real good about it. Then For Love or lights comes out and it just yeah, throws you, a six in your spoke. You yeah, you're yeah. like, man, this, God damn it. This, Yeah, I, that is me. You know what I mean? You're, like, on that high, on that high, and all of a sudden just drops back off. Well,
0: what happens is yeah. I don't watch a lot of... Like, I don't get to watch a lot of mainstream. Like, I do a little more now because, of, like, Sling, Sling TV I have. So I can watch right. a little more Sportsman, Outdoor Channel, and, and Pursuit or whatever. And I see some of it. And I'm like, man, this kind of brings me back watching the old hunting shows when I was a kid. Like, this is cool. But then you get some of them. And you're like, dude, this thing. This whole show fucking sucks. Like, this <laughs> yeah. is an embarrassment. And... Like, I'm the whole time I'm thinking, like, people get mad about me saying the F word on the podcast, but you got this jack wagon over here just making us all look like dickbags by just shit he's doing. <laughs> yeah, Like, the way he's hunting, you and know. And that
3: shit's on the Outdoor Channel where anyone that's not into hunting can be like, hey, I want to figure out yeah. about hunting. And he flips to that, and you're like, like you, you that's k- their perspective on hunting.
0: Right. You kick Matt Buzbis off Outdoor Channel, it goes up 40 points, like, immediately. Because <laughs> he's got that other show that he's, like, trying to rip off ridiculousness. But I I don't even know what it's called. It's the worst thing ever. It's like filmed in his garage. Like green screen. Yeah, it's like he was like, I'm going to make this look like shit on purpose, even though I have the funding to make it not look like this. (laughs) And I don't. It's it's just that.
1: It's interesting the ideas that come out when money's really not the fact, like the factor. It's just like, I just need to fill my time with something. And then you get a really poor product.
3: Yeah. Yeah. It's just. It's like like he gets bored. He's like, yeah, let's do this today. And we they have our opinion. Filming. We've expressed our opinions on a lot of this. But it's
0: <laughs> I think generally if you took out a lot of the dudes who are doing it for to just get their face in a slot on one of those networks, if you took like those guys out and dudes that are generally like I love Bone Collector. I think they're a classic. I think the way they do their show is great. Um they're not always out there they kill great bucks, but they're not always out there like to kill the big bucks and that it's important, whatever. But then you know you have your really good educational shows. You got like Midwest Whitetails out there is a really good one. Um, yep. uh, Brian Barney is on Eastman's. Um, he also has yeah, Eastman's he's Elevator. A he's a stud. Yeah, he's like a stud. What ha- well, actually? What's funny now that we're talking about this? I don't. I was watching one show. It might have been a Matt Busbis genre show we'll just call that's his own genre um (laughs) he had a show and i was watching it i'm like dude what the fuck is this and i was just like super bummed like i was bummed and then right after it brian barney was on hunting antelope with his bow and i was like so into it and watching him hunt and he's such a cool dude but he's educational but he's relatable and the whole mix of that like saved it for me like, I was yeah. about ready to, like, back out on Outdoor Channel altogether. <laughs> it brought you back. It and sucked
3: you back in. Brian
0: Barney came in with his angel wings and just saved the day. <laughs> and I was like, man, that that's what it needs to be. That's what this whole network should be all the time is shows like that or just good hunt camp camaraderie, non-gimmicky, like, bullshit, you know? Right. Like, it should yeah. just be the real wholesome stuff.
1: You know, it's funny to add on to that, um... I you know, I remember back in the day when Cameron Haynes was at Eastman's and so was South Cox. I don't know if you guys those guys were like the OGs mm-hmm. of Eastman's like those guys were in Nevada in backcountry hunts way back in the day and so it was kind of a cool I don't know, feeling camp to have South uh in camp with us uh hunting with this traditional archery equipment because i've watched him you know kill so many bucks and we actually did a podcast on kafaru cast and him and aaron were talking about what the closest they've ever got to killing a deer was and like south was like yeah i've killed one basically right off my arrow you know I just no pulled yeah you know, like you know few steps if that he killed an elk, I think, last year at like five yards cool. um, <laughs> with his with his stick bow. And I mean, those stick bows are crazy. We we were hunting bucks, and and you know they'd be at thirty five yards, and he's like, "That's a bomb," you know, that's a, <laughs> that's a bomb for me. And literally, you see those bows shoot shooting camp, and I can eat a sandwich between the time you know it hits the target. When I <laughs> her, it seems like it's right. forever. but. That's another level. And so it was cool to have those guys in camp. And that's kind of what we're looking for is cool matchups that guys will really find enticing. And it's reality. You will never see a restock. You know, I like on the outdoor channel, you, you, you're watching it and all of a sudden the camera angle goes to a point where you're like, wait a minute, this camera would have to be between the animal and the hunter there's no possible way you could get this and still be in the stock, you know? Right, right, but yeah. That's, that was always frustrating to me is you know the guys, you know, the guys re-act, whatever just for the camera, and I, I always kind of felt that was a downer as opposed to it's okay to shoot over his shoulder. Like, just know he's, you know, the cameraman's always going to be behind the hunter. That's just the way it is. So Yeah, that's how our stuff is shot. Um, there's no second takes. I told that to the guys. I wanted it to be as clean and as, as as real as we could get in the hunting world. And sometimes we can't even get the cameraman in there tight enough. And so you'll just see, you know, a guy pull back his bow and the suspense of whatever happens and the shot happens. And we're okay with that. That's just the mom, That's, that's kind of our thing Is is we want to be as real as we can.
0: I like that. I like that a lot. Mm-hmm. And, a show that i like a lot that's on youtube is like born and raised outdoors i like those guys a lot they're they kind of have that same concept to their show and i just find it more raw and enjoyable you know
1: yeah yeah those guys are awesome i uh i love their show where i think they hunt like five states in a row and they like elk hunt them all like right at you know each state right after the other all the way through the elk run yeah
0: isn't that like land kind of the of a, free or something like that that's like the series yeah, yeah. i think it's the same
1: dude or a, a, a spinoff or something but those dudes are sweet those guys are yeah, awesome
0: they're cool man i'd like to that's one one group of guys we have not interviewed that i'd like to get on the show someday so Pretty cool, man. I
1: was thinking, I was thinking of reaching out to Corey Jacobs, uh, Jacobson, and have him go against Jason Phelps, and have like the two master callers head to head in an elk matchup
0: one time. I'm sure you could get a lot of. I mean, maybe. I'm sure you could get a lot of guys that. There's so than... many different possibilities oh, where yeah. take this yeah, I mean,
1: maybe we get a rivalry podcast from you guys. <laughs> <laughs> like who's the rivalry? Maybe we get
4: mad out. Maybe we go working in Chrysler's Oh shit! I like that <laughs> for whitetails in the real world with no crossbow. Pretty much any, pretty much any animal. We'll go without ahead. a, we'll cross, cross, we'll without a cross crossbow. Without a crossbow, we're good.
0: Yeah, and then we can fight at the end. Yeah. <laughs> and that takes all. Just, <laughs> just beat his ass. <laughs>
2: oh, he gets a bigger buck, but you whoop his ass.
0: <laughs> hey, <laughs> depends how fast I can get him. You know. It's like so I know I can. We can have a drinking competition, then we'll fist fight. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm just, I'm, welcome to the real world, yeah. bitch. <laughs> Where's your daddy? <laughs> or just say who's your daddy? <laughs> Where's your high fence at? It's fucked up. Um No, I mean, I mean that's a thing. We could do that. You know, that'd be fun. Set it yeah. up. Especially you get a bunch of Midwest podcast guys and get hot elk hunting. It's just a complete train wreck. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. But we got yeah, some.
1: That, uh hilarious that was uh you know it's funny um just uh one of our teams is from alabama and the elk hunt took place at like 6500 feet i mean i live at 64 here in utah and one of the teams got altitude sickness
0: <laughs> <laughs> dude that's a real thing man like, i've been elk yeah. hunting and i've we've been to wyoming bear hunting and just like walking up little hills like especially it's just you feel it more Like, I remember us walking up hills, and I'm like, man, I'm winded.
4: Flatlanders. Yeah, Yeah, we're just flatland dudes.
1: There was two things, two oversights in season one that we'll correct in season two. Number one was that. I need to make sure the guys understand, like, hey, you're going to have to acclimate to, you know, that that type of height. And number two, we had the same cameraman, and we had back-to-back weeks. So our cameraman went about 65 miles hike in the first week of elk camp. And then we, we had one day of rest and flew in, and then obviously the next group showed up with fresh legs, excited for the competition, same cameraman, and had to go again for
2: 60 <laughs> oh, plus Oh, man, that's miles. rough.
1: So it just, rough. It was it buried, those guys. So we're going to have to figure something out to bring in, you know, extra cameramen. But, I mean, my cameramen were absolute champs. They were awesome, so... We'll have to, those are the two oversights, but everything else went really good. And I'll be honest with you guys, we don't tag out on every episode. Like that's one cool thing. Like some of the episodes, some of the matchups do go to shootouts and I like that.
0: Yeah. That's just realistic. You know, it's it's actually how it is, which is cool, man. I think, I don't know if that really matters as much anymore, you know, on a hunting show as long as it's uh, it's honest, you know.
1: Yep, I agree. Good entertainment and honest, and uh, that's what that's what this will be. And we need we need a ton of applications so that we can have a bunch of different you know personalities out there. And that's kind of what uh, sure. what we're shooting for is just making sure that we get a great group of different personalities hunting.
0: Yeah, absolutely, man. That makes perfect sense. And yeah, I love it, man. I love the concept. Yeah, I think I'm looking forward to watching cool. it. Um, anything we missed?
1: Um no, I mean you can catch us. I, I would just put a plug in. Uh we need as many and as uh, anybody who wants to catch the episodes first, they will go on YouTube. So Hunt Wars TV, go subscribe to our YouTube page. Um that would be a main thing. Our Instagram is Hunt Wars and it's always with a Z. Um I own both S and Z like domains, Hunt Wars with an S, but we decided to make it a little bit different. So it's Hunt Wars with a Z and that's our Instagram, that's our YouTube um, so go subscribe there so that you know you'll get notifications when our episodes drop other than awesome. that i mean i'm just excited to to, to pick out some working class bone dudes um for season two
0: i'm sure i'm sure you get a few applicants man and 100 bones with all that stuff it's we're gonna have some listeners applying for sure Yeah, i think so and i might apply also as well um yeah man i think it's great i love it thanks for uh, taking the time to do the show um you guys got any questions before we close out no, I'm good. You said uh, to
4: You're you're gonna air on Carbon TV as well.
1: Yep, Carbon TV and Amazon Prime. Um, all three of those platforms. So they you'll see episodes on all three of them.
4: Very cool. Awesome. awesome. Very I'm cool. looking
0: forward to it, man. This is uh, I'll be looking forward to the drop because I'm gonna definitely be trying to follow along on this. So yeah. So awesome, sure. man. Love the ideas. Appreciate your time and thank you everyone for listening. Go shoot yeah, your bow. Thank you. We love you,
1: guys. See you.